Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Face and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. Yeah. Randy, get over here. Now. Well, welcome to a very special episode of Beers with Randy. Uh, we have Zach here, uh, as always, but we also have someone from across the pond, and this is the uh, person who runs the Bills Backers Scotland Twitter account, and I'll let him introduce himself right now. Hello, I'm Michael Cameron, president of the Bills Backers of Scotland. Um, that's, that's awesome. Um, so the way, the way this all got set up was, uh, typical Randy, right? I'm sitting at a bar and I saw him tweet out last night and I said, you know, it would be cool. It's a bye week There's no game to really talk about. It'd be cool to get like a different Bill's backers group onto this podcast. Um, and so I messaged him last night and he was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. So we set it up for today. Here we are. I have a white Russian on the rocks and, uh, Zach, what are you drinking? Good old Bush Light. Mm. My God, you are drinking the worst beer. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Michael, what do you uh, what do you have over there? I'm drinking a a beer called Bombshell. It's from a brewery in England somewhere. Ah, all right. That's what I liked about being. So I, I've, I've lived over in Dublin for a study abroad and uh, they have so much good beer over there. Um, but the most depressing part was finding out that a lot of the people in Ireland drink uh, Budweiser. That's like the popular beer over there. <laughs> a, I thought it might have been sort of Guinness or something would have been. That's what, I thought it, that's what I thought it would be too. But apparently with people my age, which I'm in my thirties, Apparently, the popular beer is uh, Budweiser because you can drink more of it. You know, at Guinness, you can have like two or three pints and then you're done. So, so what I wanted to ask you is, um, how did you become a Bills fan? First of all, I don't, I don't know anything about you. So tell me, you know, uh, how old you are, when you became a Bills fan, and then how that occurred being in Ireland, or not Ireland, and being in Scotland. And I believe it was Aberdeen you said that you were born in? Born in Aberdeen, Scotland, yeah. Um, I'm 30 years old. Um, going to Bills, it would have been five years ago. Decided to. So I never so used to like. You never rush into it. Yeah. I never used to like the NFL because I thought it was kind of boring. And then watched it one day and I thought, oh, not as bad as I thought. And then what team could I pick? And then obviously just looking at teams that never won the Super Bowl. And I thought, oh, Buffalo Bills. Um, So I was all mother. And teams I like, you know, obviously America, Canada's a Canadian, so the closest team to Canada is Buffalo, one of them. Okay. So coming into that, um, or in that same vein, so five years ago, were the Bills, the Bills played in London 
recently. I don't remember how long ago. Yeah, I never, I never went to that. Um, I was going to go, but then I couldn't get tickets um, before the game. So I can't remember. Okay. No, so it's interesting that you just kind of got into it randomly and you picked the Bills because they hadn't won a Super Bowl, which that's a good reason. I actually – I do the same thing with uh, with my Premier League team, which is why I became an Everton fan. <laughs> Um, because when at the time when I visited uh, Liverpool, Everton was the worst club. Now they're actually decent, but uh, 2007 when I visited, they were bad. Well, hopefully they can win a Super Bowl this year for you. Um, I know Bill's Mafia as a whole is really waiting and hoping for it, and I, I hope things can, after this loss last week, hope they really turn around and hopefully team – kind of realizes what they need to do better on the run game and can really make a difference. So, Yeah. I thought, well, I watched the game. It was live on Sky Sports over here. If it's not on Sky Sports, I'm going to watch on the, the game pass. And uh, I think it was about half past midnight on Monday morning, the game finished over here. Oh, my gosh. Oof. I couldn't get to sleep till about two o'clock and I was up for work at the back of 25 past six. Oh, that's right. So I was actually going to ask you along those lines, um, being a Bills fan for the past five years, you've seen they played in some primetime games like late when they play late in America, which would be very early in the morning in Scotland. Um, what do you do in those situations? Do you record the game or do you just watch it live and tough it out? Um, I normally, because I like, I like the NFL in general, so I kind of record all the games. You know? um, so anyway, but then sometimes if I think they've got a chance to win it, I normally do stay up and watch the live games. Like I'll, probably, I'll probably go up and watch the three remaining primetime games. Okay. Yeah, like, because I was going to say the next uh, three out of the four next games are primetime. They've got the Chargers at the regular time, but then they've got, I believe it's San Francisco is a Monday night game. Yeah. Um, and that was, I was curious about that. I'll, I'll probably stop on that one. It's, one, we've got a better all. Fingers crossed. They were chance to win that one against the 49ers. But I, def I good definitely good. think there's a chance to win that one. With all their injuries, it makes a, a lot higher of a chance that it will happen than what I was thinking going into the season. Yeah, I would have been nervous if Jimmy Garoppolo was still quarterback for them. And obviously George Kittle and players like that. But. Yeah, having them out has definitely uh, changed that game's scenery. Um, so when when you're watching games, it sounds like you kind of watch them by yourself. Do you have any other Bills backers that you've discovered in Scotland since uh, since kind of starting this account? I've found a few in like places like Glasgow and it seems to be like more readers down there. 
in the central belt of Scotland and up in the north. Which it's a pain trying to watch the the games together, especially now when yeah. um, Scotland it's like we've got uh, like four different kind of tiers for obviously areas that are kind of high it's in the third and fourth tier which um, areas like Glasgow which is high in the COVID area so it's they've been banned from travelling places where I where I live now you've got I live in a place called Huntley, which is in northeast of Scotland. That's Aberdeenshire. So we're in level tier two, which we can travel, but can't really go to the do very much, which sucks, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's been a whole thing this year, not being able to go to games, not really being able to get together in groups at all. Um, it's been, it's been a very difficult, uh, so, so in the past, have you ever met up with other Scottish Bills fans though? Like not, maybe like, maybe not every week, but do you ever get together pre COVID pre, you know, pandemic? Um, a couple of years ago, a couple came up from the last school, Edinburgh, or I can't remember what game it was. That's how long it's been. Um, so, problem with Sky Sports is, as well, is a lot of the games are, past few years, has been like a lot of Patriots games or teams that are kind of more folk a watch. Yeah, so they play the, they play the high, the, the teams who are winning. Yeah. But more more and more, that's become the Bills. Uh, the Bills are in that conversation this year. Which is, yeah. But the thing is, because obviously we're watching Sky Sports as well, a lot of them, like, yeah, from piggyback, well, piggyback off the American Network, net, American Networks, Network, sorry. You're good. Um, so it's, Normally it's like Fox or CBS, and which the, a, lot of the comment, a lot of the commentator people are, are really annoying to, to listen to. So I was going to ask, do you get the same commentators over uh, in Scotland? So they just, whoever's calling the game in America, they just play that commentary? Yeah, yeah. We have not gotten very good commentators this year, even in some of our more what I would consider primetime games or popular games like the Chiefs. We didn't even get good commentators in that game. Uh, I've been kind of disappointed this season. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that because you think some of you like, especially like the Chiefs, and that would be like, like Tony Romo or some of you actually is. He is a pain to listen to as well, but he's one of the better ones. Yeah, I would I would say Tony Romo is one of my favorite announcers, and it might just be because he's new, so I haven't gotten sick of him yet. But <laughs> I got sick of him last year during that Cowboys game. I'm not gonna lie. He, well, he was, luckily he was I, I didn't have homerism. 
Luckily, I didn't have to listen to that that uh, radio call because I was at the game. <laughs> yeah, I remember Emmett Smith got into the booth and um, Stephen Hauschka was lining up for a kick and they were cheering that Hauschka missed the kick. And I'm like, you're supposed to be non-biased. So it's, it's <laughs> definitely interesting seeing that. But I always enjoy Tony Romo just for that fact. It seems like he comes out and he's able to tell you what's going to happen before it happens. And that always makes it kind of a fun perspective. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing as well. Especially with somebody that's played football, especially him being a quarterback as well. It's kind of good to listen to him speaking. So, Mike, you, uh, question. You, you said you, you didn't really like the NFL. Did you play American football at all growing up, or did you stick mostly like with rugby or uh, soccer? Um, no, I didn't play American football at all. I played one game of soccer. That's when I was at uh, – school. I only played one game because I got, I wasn't very good at that either. Um, I normally just like watch, watch it like soccer live. So I normally go where I live, but like uh, play in the Highland League of Scotland, um, Huntley FC. I go and watch them a lot, but obviously now you know, we're not allowed to go and to live games or like but, uh, are they still playing um kind of like our our teams out here sporting kansas city is our soccer team they're still playing it's just with well actually they're they're allowing like 20 percent capacity but they probably shouldn't be um they were doing a bubble with like no fans um that starts next week and don't think they're allowing fans in to certain areas, which is just because teams like playing the Highland League are semi-professional, so they and a lot of them clubs don't have a lot of money, so it's revenue missing out for them. But, okay, yeah, so they'd, they'd be like a minor league affiliate almost. Yeah. Uh, do a lot of those players have other jobs besides soccer players? Um, yeah, I think a lot of them will be working like Monday to Friday. Or... Yeah, I like I like that because it's kind of like how the NFL used to be back in the day when it was first starting off when these guys had Monday through Friday jobs and they just played football on the weekends. Coincidentally, that was also when the Bills were really good, so that <laughs> might have something to do about it. Um, Zach, do you, have, do you have any other questions here or anything else that you want to talk about? No, um, but with us getting ready to record this or post this today, um, one big game that stands out is Miami's game tomorrow. Um, of course, I – all of us are going to be rooting against Miami in this game game and rooting for Denver. Um, you know, that's a big game to watch because Miami has the chance to kind of tie things up, although we have the tiebreaker, um, but we don't have the ability to play this week. So it, it definitely adds a little bit of an incentive for our game versus the Chargers next week. So, Yeah, I'll be – 
Oh, yeah, go ahead, Michael. So, as I say, is that the one, one o'clock game tomorrow? No, it's, it's yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Denver, Miami will be one o'clock, I believe. It'll be noon in, in Kansas City and 7, 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. in. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, just looking at on the, who we've got, we are, we are showing in Sky Sports. Tennessee at the Ravens. And that makes sense. That's probably the better game from a standpoint of the NFL as a whole. But if you're a Bills fan, I, I'm definitely most interested in that Miami game. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're probably you're good. My landlord uh, is in a survivor pool for football, and he picked Miami to win that game, which has caused quite the divide in the household. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think it's it's a safe bet. Miami is is a decent team, and Denver is playing Brett Rippin as their quarterback. I think or Rippian or however you pronounce it. I mean, he's like a fourth string quarterback. Um, but hopefully he can pull together a, a miracle here and knock the Dolphins off tomorrow. Uh, that would be extremely useful for Buffalo just to have that breathing room going into the Chargers game. Now here's a fun fact that you may not know. Off bye weeks, anyone know Sean McDermott's record? No. As a head coach. I do not know that. I'm guessing pretty good. Uh, would undefeated be pretty good? Uh, it'd be pretty great. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Makes Sean sense. McDermott, off a of bye week, I want to say is 5-0. Five, five and oh. I think he's only been the head coach for, what, five years? Um, he – or, no, he's been, been, the, been, the head, uh, been the head coach for – this is his fourth year. Um, but, yeah, he is undefeated on buys or after buys, uh, which is something I think he got from Andy Reid, who was his coach. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the coaching tree. I think Sean McDermott's really good at self-scouting during a bye week and adjusting their team as well as preparing for the game after. I agree, and plus you look into in this basis, the Chargers are going to be playing a rookie quarterback, although he's been looking phenomenal for a rookie. Um, he he was looking like what I would have hoped Josh Allen would have been as a rookie. However, um, I, I have good hopes in that game um, just based off of injuries and things of that nature that I think we can go out there and win it. Plus, it's a home game for us. So although we don't have our fans in the crowd, uh, just causes a little bit more of a problem for them traveling across the country. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, it's on Sky. But if not, I'm looking forward to that game because we interested to see um, the def, def, oh, of the def, defense play. Trying to stop Justin Herbert playing his or throwing. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Herbert has been kind of a a treat this season for the Chargers. They've got – looks like they've got a quarterback. I mean, the guy uh, – there were a lot of Josh Allen comparisons with, with Justin Herbert because he's got the big arm. Um, but I, I think that the Chargers are in good shape as far as a quarterback. The only bad shape they're in is that they happen to be in the same division as some guy named Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I believe he's Scottish, Mahomes. That's that's got to be Scottish, right? 
Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game, but I, I still am sitting on this week going, I really want Miami to lose. Um, I just don't, I don't like them coming close to us at all. And they have such an easy next three games. They've got an easy that... schedule as a whole left besides, compared to the Bills. Um, I'm, I'm nervous on that. Compared to who we've got to play, we've still got to play Pittsburgh um, included um, and 49ers, which I'm not as scared about, but we have to play New England again. So there's a possibility of at least two losses there. I optimistically hope for no losses, but – yeah, hopefully we go, especially when we play Miami last game, week 17. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that game, the win in the AFC East, because that would be... Well, that, that would suck. Um, the the blood. I'd have to take my blood pressure pills if that were the case. Good news will be that that game is in Buffalo um, early January. Um, Tua has to play in the cold. Um, kind of like like our chances with Josh Allen on that one. Plus, Josh Allen is pretty clutch. Um, he tends to be able to win games when it counts. So, if it comes down to that, it's go- I'm going to be a nervous wreck. But I like our chances. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Tua Tua is um, interesting to watch because he really has not been a very prolific quarterback. He's just been a game manager. Um, it almost makes you wonder what would have happened if they didn't switch because Fitzy, you know, my my favorite quarterback, I still got a lot of love for Fitzpatrick. Um, he was playing his his brains out this, this, this year. He was on fire. And they decided to bench him, and I know why they decided to bench him. I get it. But you kind of wonder – could they be even better off if they had kept Fitzy? When I seen that, I felt sorry for them to be playing so well, but then getting benched. But then, as you say, I can see why they did it, to put them in to see how Tua would play in the NFL before using one of their many draft picks for next next year. Yeah, it, it was definitely a move that makes sense for the future. It just it sucks when it's when it's Fitzy getting benched for literally he got benched because he played too good. He performed so well. That it's unfortunate, he, but I think honestly, going for what his history has shown us, I'm sure if they would have waited, there would have been a, a perfect time to bench him and make everybody happy. Um, he would have had a bad game eventually. Um, it's just the cycle of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, love the guy. How can you not? He's such a great character. He still loves Buffalo. Um, but unfortunately, um, he, he's just that great bridge quarterback, which is why he's so dangerous in Miami. Yeah. I, I honestly, if, if Fitzpatrick still wants to play next season or the season after, I know that there's a large contingent of Bills fans, including Bruce Nolan, who want to bring Fitzy home as yeah. a backup. I'm out on that one. I don't want to see him come in, and I know how Bills fans are on WGR in the morning. There'll be calls week two after Josh Allen throws for 298 yards. He didn't throw for 300. We need to put Fitzpatrick in. I don't want to see that. You think it would cause a QB controversy? 
Yes, absolutely. Bills fans have too much of a love for Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're right. I'm probably too close to him. (laughs) But uh, cool. So we got the Miami game next week, then the Chargers. Then it's on to San Francisco. Am I right? Am I right on that? Yep. Yep. San Francisco will travel across the country to San Francisco on primetime. And that's a Monday night football game. Um, that was that was a game that was on my circled list of games that I wanted to attend before the you know coronavirus decided it, it hates everyone. That game <laughs> to me has a lot of similarities to Pittsburgh's game last year. Um, I know I was very nervous playing Pittsburgh last year, and then of course Big Ben got hurt, um, and that really changed the game with Duck Hodges in this quarterback. Um, and I feel like it's a very similar situation there with San Francisco. Uh, I was but, definitely nervous, but now I'm not. But according to uh, according to Pro Football Focus, Duck Hodges is better than Josh Allen. Remember <laughs> yeah. their numbers, their, their stats didn't lie. Oh, speaking of which, Michael, you're one of the closest people to this guy. Can you uh, can you go slap? Uh, I believe it's Kane Stian Stian AF Kane Kane AF on Twitter. Uh, the the Twitter guy that's Irish that just bashes Josh Allen nonstop. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> I don't know if he's in Northern Ireland or Southern Ireland, but he is. Uh, <laughs> if if he's in South Ireland, he is doing he is doing a disservice. Although South Ireland would also be mad if I called it South Ireland. <laughs> See, I I couldn't tell you because I'm blocked on Twitter by him. So <laughs> I believe the Bills backers account is as well. We're blocked by him. Our Twitter. Um, our, our podcast account is not, but part of me wants to go ahead and get blocked just for it. <laughs> Maybe we'll tag him in this post so you can listen to this. <laughs> but I think um, that pretty much covers what I wanted to talk about. Do you have anything else, Randy? No, I think that covers it for this week. I just wanted to do a, a short episode here, and I thought let's get some international flavor in the show. And uh, my plan is to – do some I'm going on vacation next week uh we're we're not you know we're doing it responsibly we're going into the mountains uh, of Colorado and we're going to a a cabin that's like nowhere near anyone so it's not like we're going to go expose a bunch of people um but we're going to go out there and hide and I figured while I was there if I have some free time I'm going to bring my laptop and I might do some tape work on the next three opponents of the Bills the Chargers, the 49ers, and then is that Pittsburgh after that? I yeah. believe it is. Yep. Um, so. so I might be I might be doing some tape work and look for me to – I don't want to make any promises, but potentially drop a uh, an episode here similar to Bruce Nolan's episode where he deep-dived into the Bills. I'm going to deep-dive into each of the next three opponents and talk about who's on their team, who we got to watch out for, and what types of trends I saw from watching their games. It's a lot of time spent watching their games, but I, I think I could, uh, I could at least gain some insightful knowledge from it. Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to – I'm actually going to post an episode this week for more of a deep dive into this next game versus the Chargers. Um, so keep an eye out for that. It'll post on Tuesday as normal. Well, cool. So I guess from the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast, I'm Dirty Randy. And I'm Zach Face. And I'm Michael Cameron. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.